I often find that, I don't know if you do this, but if you find yourself in the afternoon with ten minutes spare, that you just drop off. Yeah. You, you can wake up ten minutes later and one or two things happens. One, you're like, oh, that was nice. I'll try and get back off again. And it's difficult to because you're trying to get back into a state that was so blissful that you, it's very difficult to drop back off. The other thing is that you wake up with a, the biggest headache. You don't know what year it is. You don't know where you are, how late it is. I, when I was a teacher, I'd finished work. Uh, so they finished at half three, don't they? Mm. I packed all my stuff up and I was... I'd just lived about five miles away, so I got out of the car and I laid on bed, put the TV on, fell asleep, and I woke up at about five, I looked at the clock, it was five o'clock-ish. Countdown was on TV. It was dark outside. Hmm. Now, at the school I was then at, it was around the the, um, winter period. So I didn't know, genuinely had no idea, whether it was five o'clock in the evening or five o'clock in the morning, because countdown was repeated at that stage, and right. yesterday's edition was was repeated early in the morning. Right, and it, I couldn't work. I couldn't find any information to tell me which where what side of the meridian I was. <laughs> it was it, and after I realised that it was at night time, and I still had the night to go. Yeah, it'd be a good feeling. It was a brilliant feeling. Yeah. It really, it was. It was awesome. Um, I wouldn't say that I that I that, that brilliant feeling was represented by watching this episode. It was. Uh, well, I don't think there was a twist. I don't think there was a tales of the unexpected in it. I, su- I suppose the um, the thing was it turned out to be. Oh. Are you going straight in with spoiler? Oh, have we started? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were just talking. <laughs> this photo you've got on your screensaver uh, it's, it's of. Uh, it's a picture of my wife putting her makeup on. Yeah. You're yeah. going out or something. Yeah. And uh, we've just. As we've been looking at it here, we've noticed that uh, I'm I'm in the background. Sort oh, of, so you are. Uh, and sort of, well, oh my God, it's like you're, you know, in like CSI. Yeah. Where you'd have to zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, and oh. then but the image that they zoom in on be- often becomes clearer. The, the, than the original picture. Well, this is this. What's is, happening there? This is this is a problem with Blade Runner. Right? Number of problems actually here. The first one is that it's set in the future, and they were having to guess, obviously, what will future technology be like. Well, you have to guess, don't you? And sometimes you get it right, and sometimes obviously not. So when he's zoomed in on the photograph, he's sa- he's saying. Upper right, 47, 42, 44, zoom. Which is really, really clumsy, isn't it? <laughs> and yeah. you've got to remember all these numbers and where everything was. Can't you just point? <laughs> <laughs> Can't you just touch it and pinch like that? Yeah. <laughs> so that's one thing. The other thing is, and, you know, I've watched this... It's, it is one of my favourite films, and I, and I wouldn't want to knock it. I, but 
I'm sure it lets him see round a corner. Yeah, the, yeah, there's because that is almost um, echoed in what was that film? Is it Minority Report? Yeah, where you can, which is not one of my favourite films. Well, I don't mind it, but there's too much to worry to grum. I've got too many grumbles that for me to watch it, sit through it again. Right. One of them is is that actually is that you you can see. I understand that you can predict the future, but uh, seeing it from different angles seems I, I've got a big problem with. Is <laughs> I don't quite understand, and I don't. Do you know what? There'll, there'll be a reason. They'll have put that reason in the movie. I'm sure about it. Yeah. But I, I just can't be bothered to listen to them. But yeah, but that will be. You know, I like those where they're kind of like swipe left, swipe. You yeah. know, and you go in, you go in a bit further, but it's all done with. That photo wouldn't be on a computer in 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 this technology. It'd be in in like hovering, and they, on a whiteboard. No, not a whiteboard. A see-through glass board. And with your think with your hand, you'd be like shoving it. <laughs> Which yeah. it, it's that's a minority like, report. Uh, well, uh, and um, Psychoville. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. The, the woman really wants that sort of uh, yes, technology. exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, and and you know you see it. In the like, what's it? Social network, where he writes the algorithm on the bedroom window, and it's it's that kind of thing that I'd really like to get into. You know what? I think I'd love to make a kind of uh, detective film type thing, and that's the sort of thing I'd be doing. I'd be writing on windows the answers, to algorithms, and stuff. <laughs> but I don't know what I'm talking about. So, I mean, the problem is in this picture, of course. If we were going to be zooming in. I'd want to be main suspect, aren't I? Well, that's what I think. That's basically what's happening. Is your wife is the victim here, and you are in the background, and we've solved the crime. Right. So I'd probably keep that. Cheery, I would get cheery, rid of that. I think I ought. Didn't get I really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On with the episode. This is. Shall we explain what's happened with this? I, I think we ought to because it's going to come out in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hard not to say it, and, and it's curiously. Apposite? Is it apposite? Is it pronounced appetite? <laughs> it's, it's purely coincident, curiously coincidental. Oh, right. That's a different word than that I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> that, a catastrophe has occurred, and this episode is called Genesis and Catastrophe. Of course. Um, it's, it's a Genesis birth. Or the, uh, the band. The other band, which the Collins. I, mean, I was thinking about this, right? Number of points here. When I was sort of quite young, first heard of them, they were like a sort of well weird band, Genesis. They had an album called Nursery Crimes, I think, and like the weird girl at school, whose name I won't mention, <laughs> was really into them, and she'd sort of, you know, tote this round, and I thought, oh, that's a bit. But then. Phil Collins came out of it and turned all mainstream. Yeah, well, I thought that Genesis was Phil Collins. I thought that it was his, it was him and a couple of guys in the back because oh, right. when I was growing up, yeah. Gabriel had already done his bit. Yeah, Collins was already a performer and went into Genesis, and I thought they were the backing band. Well, Phil, it, Col- Phil Collins and the Genesis. Yeah, no, he didn't go into Genesis. No, but it, when I was growing up, that's how it worked. Oh. So I, so Phil Collins was already because he'd been their drummer, hadn't he? Yeah, when, that's right. Yeah, when Peter Gabriel was 
from yeah. Funk. And that, that's that's what I mean, is that for me, that's sorry, the story I'm telling you is is how I thought it yeah. had been. Yeah. So Phil Collins was an artist, formed a band called Genesis. Right. That's that's in my mind, that's what it was. So we did Land of Confusion and uh, and that was it. And my mate said to me, Dave, who knows everything about music, he goes, Best thing that ever happened to Genesis, Peter Gabriel leaving. I was like, Ooh, what what's that? And I did some he also said the best thing that ever happened to Tammy Wynette was the KLF. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it vividly because they did that song, Land of Moo Moo, Lou Moo Moo Land. Justified Arrangement. Justified Arrangement. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're driving an ice cream van. And they're driving an ice cream van. What? KLF famously burnt a million quid on an island. Yeah. Do you think that was real or a stunt? Well, it was a stunt either way, but yeah, was well, it real money? I've read about it and I, I thought it was... I, 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 I thought it must be real. I think, why would you do it if it wasn't? Yeah, it, well, that's right. so big that you'd have to do it. Yeah, you'd look a fool, wouldn't you? you look a, uh, yeah, you'd look a dick. <laughs> right. So that's the genesis part of <laughs> yeah. the story. Yeah, of course, yeah. The, the catastrophe bit is, uh, well, stuff happens in it, but <laughs> our catastrophe was that we've, re we've actually done this episode once before, but when we came to edit it, that there was no there apart from the... Just a few minutes of intro. Yeah. We'd actually got to the part where we were explaining who the centrefold was for <laughs> Playboy. I'd forgotten about yeah. that. Okay, so we're going to have to go through. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't know how to get there again. I hope you. I hope you do. No, uh, yeah, I'd probably just be able. Because to... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's probably one of the most interesting parts in this. You may <laughs> you may be wondering who, how that happened. Keep watching. You'll still not see it, but if you keep listening, <laughs> you'll hear it. Probably. Yeah. That was really good of you, that. <laughs> that. That was proper, like, radio DJ that you just did then, yeah. Oh, that was yeah. good, because I, I feared it sounded Richard Maidley. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, I've got a great story about Maidley. Well, actually, <laughs> is it Maidley? Well, yeah, it was, it was Maury's wife. They were talking about this kind of stalker. Um... And I think there was a, a segment on their show about stalking and Samantha Janus or Janus, whatever you choose to pronounce it, was yeah. on. Yeah. And they asked her, have you ever had a stalker? And she said, she said, yeah, I've, I had a stalker, yeah, funnily enough. And they said, oh, what, what happened then? And said, well, you know, the guy following me around in a van and, you know, posting and stuff. And, and they said, did, you know, what happened, what happened next? And they, she said, oh, well, they, you know, the police caught him. I reported him. They, they found the van. But it was all... Kind of circumstantial evidence that there was not anything to convict. So, yeah, and Maidley sort of says, "Oh, so he's so he's out and about then right now." And she's getting like really kind of like it feels a bit awkward. Uh, yeah, he's he's probably out somewhere. And Judy then says, "Oh well, if you're out there, hello to you." <laughs> <laughs> but. But I do have another story about something awkward I heard on... It was on Bullseye. I was watching Challenge and I was watching the Bullseye. And you know, there's that bit where the celebrity comes and does a bit for charity. And I, I'm, I'm not sure. It's a long time since right, so Bullseye. The contestants do their bit. Yeah. Then they do like a bit of a break where celebrity comes in, does a bit for charity. Throw, oh, yeah. And whatever he, whatever he points he gets in the six darts is what ends up being you know so if he's done shit they'll only end up with 60 quid 
Yeah. Or they could end up with, you know, like £120. Anyway, Cliff has... 180 probably. But in six darts, they could have got more than that, couldn't oh, they? They could have yeah. got £360. Pounds. It's, <laughs> it's not a great deal, You'd is it? You'd never get six in a bed, though, would you? <laughs> <laughs> so... There's a darts player called Cliff Lazarenko. Yes, I remember. But he wasn't as exotic as his name sounds. No, no. He's English. <laughs> and, um, well, first of all, Bowen's describing the fact that he's... Uh, you shouldn't have favourites on Bullseye, but but he's one of his favourites. And I thought, What's, why say that? <laughs> we shouldn't have favourites, but he's one of his favourites. Where, where is that rule, anyway? No, you shouldn't have favourites. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Uh, he said, I've written this down because I couldn't quite believe it. He goes, um, so f- first of all, this is the bit where he's they're saying, oh, well done, you've won, you've £220 a year for, th- for this charity. And he says, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, Cliff Lazarenko is, is you know, lovely, he's a big fan of his uh, on this show. And he's and he comes over now, Cliff Lazarenko is a, is a biggish guy. Yes. And yeah. um, he, Jim, Jim Bowen says to him, now you've you've lost a bit of weight, haven't you? You've you've lost a bit of weight, haven't you? And Cliff uh, and Cliff Lazarenko says, "Yep, I've lost five stone." And the audience are kind of like you mumbling, yeah, that's, "Yeah, well done, you." You know. And then Jim says, uh, "Great, but you but you put it back on, haven't you?" <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Cliff Lazarenko says, it, "Like, there's a bit of a pause, and his and his face kind of drops a bit. He goes, "Yeah, three stone. Uh, I've put three stone back on." And that was that was the interaction. So I, it reminded me of how bad these uh, celebrities interviewing celebrities are. Well, well, I, I, we've talked before about Phil um, Jupiter's. No, Collins. I, I wanted to say Sutcliffe, but it's not Sil- Phil, Silver Phil, Fox. Phil, Sil- Phil Silver Fox. Yeah, um, daytime TV. Phil Tom O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> He used to be in room cupboard with that go. Philip Schofield. Philip Schofield. Yeah. We've talked before about him and his new show with the rings. The five gold rings, yeah. But I don't know. I'm now reminded. We might not have spoken about that episode. <laughs> Where there, what there is <laughs> because we might not have spoken about it because it might have been one of the ones that we've recorded after this episode. Oh right. So that's okay because we can still talk about it. Right. But that's that's the catastrophe. That, there you go. Right there. That, right there. That's an example of, this, <laughs> of a catastrophe. Go on, Pip Schofield, what's he up to? So, he's got a new show and it's called Five Gold Rings. And um, what you've got to do, basically, is you've got a picture and some parts, are, a part of it's blanked out and you've got to place the ring. Oh, on, a, on a chosen on article. The bit that's yeah. Missing. yeah. And these rings get smaller yeah. as, as time goes on. And the one we were watching, there was a uh, a picture of um, Usain Bolt. Yes, I've seen this episode. Yeah, and uh, he's doing his thing, his, his pointy thing, yeah. but his top half is. Yeah. Um, and there is the the conversation between uh, the the contestants because you do it in pairs. That's right. And. Uh, they're talking about where to place it, and one of them says to the other, "Oh, it's Usain Bolt. He's got long arms. He's a sprinter." Oh, and we we couldn't understand the correlation yeah. as to why that would be the case. I think some people just just talk like, <laughs> like we do, like what we do. <laughs> but I honestly, there's a there was a woman now. Michelle liked them 
moving abroad type programmes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Can we live in Australia? <laughs> Shall we have a vote? That sort of it, thing. Not that one, but yes, those types. Yeah. There was this one where the woman was... She, she, she wouldn't shut up. She was, she was being... What they were basically doing was trying to choose an apartment-style living thing. And everything was about... I've just realised I can't remember the point of this. <laughs> no, so, some people just talk. Like what we do. With those... <laughs> they don't know when to shut up. Like, we like what we don't. I'll just, I'll just... Because I don't know when to shut up. I'll just say... In all those property shows, they'll say, oh, what's your budget? And Sage will say, it's £250,000. And then, then, that could be your point, you see. This might be what you've written down. I I wrote down in my point here, problems with home buying shows and budgets. Yeah, because (laughs) they'll say £250,000, and then they'll show them two or three, and then they'll say, and this one's worth (laughs) (laughs) £350,000. What are you doing that for? They also go, my budget's £250,000, and then they show them a 250 grand, but then they'll say, what you might want to do is knock this wall through. It's like, do you know how much that's going to cost to re-put in a new bathroom? Do you know how much that's going to cost? Are you fucking deaf? That's what, honestly, if it, I just want to go, I'd like to do some analysis on those shows about how many properties were, were bought based on the work that those people did. Because I bet it's less than 20%. Yeah. I bet it's less than 20%. So was that your point? It could have been, couldn't it? Because you had you got that written down. I don't know. We'll oh. go with that being your point. That was my point. Property shows and budgets. Budget. That's another catastrophe. <laughs> Let's crack on with this catastrophe. So, uh, first of all, Roald Dahl. Good God, that was a big intro, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So, Roald Dahl. Thanks for sparing with us. <laughs> um, if you're still there. Right. First of all, he mentions that uh, the same thing that he said in the last episode, which was, um, I'd normally write a bunch of bullshit, yeah, even yeah. though I say it's true. Yeah. In yeah. this one, he definitely is. Right, so before you so, even question it. Yeah, he's saying, unlike most of the stories, he's, ri- he's written this one's true. Yeah. It, so, well, I mean, should you believe him? Well, you know? it's the Dalu cried wolf, isn't, isn't it? it? That's what's happening yeah. here. And um, he, but he, what he also says is that, uh, I'm not going to go into many details here because um, I don't want to spoil it for everyone. Yeah. Okay, so there's an indication that we're starting to think, even though Tales of Unexpected have been doing this for a while, is leading you one way and then sending you off another. There are some exceptions, as we've discussed. Um, But this idea that, actually, I'm not going to give you the whole story because uh, you will start to... In this one, if you knew the answer straight away, there is no point in this... Because it's it's not even an unexpected ending. It's just a yeah. It's just there's just an ending in it. Kind of a coincidental ending. And um, he well, goes. I'm, I'm sorry. No. I, I notice as well that he makes a big thing out of all of the research he's done into this. He's done a lot of research. He tells us this. He's done yeah. a lot of research, and that all the names are authentic at, at the, the time, time, but not but, just at the time. <laughs> at the time of the happening. What does that mean? (laughs) At the time, fine, as as you put it. Of the happening. Of the happening. (laughs) Yeah, the names are authentic. Names and places are authentic at the time. Of the happening. Of the happening. Well, anyway, well. Well, I'll tell you what I thought. Yeah, what could he have meant? 
what would that be happening? Did, did names change? Did places change? <laughs> I don't know. But what I thought I might do, being as Roald has sort of set this up then, with a bit of research, everything's true, I thought maybe I might indicate when there may be a clue. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do that by? Well, a, if, a ding? A ding sound? Ooh. Could you if do I, it by a buzzer? I could, I could do it by a buzzer, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, should we just wait for the buzzer to sound? <laughs> Would that be better? <laughs> I've got a number of buzzers here. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one's, but we weren't keen on that. Horn, that's more horn. So we'll go with, yeah, with that buzzer. Okay, right, right, okay. So we'll look forward to that. Right, um, now it starts off, it opens, we come out of Roald's introduction, and now we've got a young boy who is running, stroke walking in a rush. Yeah. To uh, through a foggy wooded area. Yeah, and you know, we've we've established before, walking is a big part of of a yeah. of a Roald story. Uh, the, uh, walking with urgency is also part of the, the, some some of the the tropes. The, tro- um, the tropes. Trope. Walking with urgency, like, like almost like there's a bit before this has happened that that you're going to find out, but that that'll explain why I'm walking with urgency. Oh right, yeah, yeah, and and the thing is. We, I couldn't decide whether it was foggy, whether it was dark, or whether it was shot on film from the 1920s. Yeah, so uh, I've, I made a note here that, uh, that there were some scenes in Jaws that were filmed in the daylight, but the filters um, were, were put over it to make it look like night time. Night for day shooting. Yeah, and, and that, that had a bit of this to it, where there was a lot of grain yeah. that looked a little fake... Yeah. But that could quite easily have been caused by nature and the type of film roll that they were using at, right. at the time. I, I honestly can't, I can't decide whether that's what it was. But what, what, what happens is, and we both, we both laughed. It, it, I mean, first of all, his, his clues, the clues are that he's got um, 1900s-ish sort of clothing or, you know, 19th century sort of clothing. Um, he's in, in a wooded area. So that's all, that's... No, start, start, start again, right? So, some of the clues are... These are not the clues, are they? No, These no, are the no. clues to the trope. To, to the trope, yeah. yeah. Um, well, no. So, what I'm not buzzing for these. No, no, don't, yeah, no, this isn't part of the buzz. No. This isn't the buzz are, around. These are clues for something else. Yeah, so, clues that we're getting to set the scene, that's what I mean, is that it's the clothes that the kid is wearing. Right. Actually, you know, I've got my finger over a button here because it, it set it, it's set it's putting us in time frame, isn't it? It's a time frame, nineteenth century. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> okay. But um, then he goes from this wooded area, which is clearly on location, yeah. out, out exterior exterior shot. Yeah. And then uh, in the distance, you see a log cabin, which uh, has a light on. Yeah. And then. It cuts to him clearly in a studio at a purpose-built cabin with the same self switch light on. And and so by now, the um, the film, whatever, absolutely clear, which would be better off without it being because it looks so studio, doesn't it? Yes, it should have all. It should have just arrived at that studio because now we can't escape the fact that it's studio. Yeah. And it's and, not set in, and it's not actually from the 1900s. And I'm thinking, actually, you know, that 
Do they, do they need that external shot actually of the cabin? Well, they needed him running one, in, a, in an urgency. Yeah, I suppose it's part of the. Is that a bzzz? No, that's yeah. not. Okay. No, no. Preemptive bzzz there. Ignore that one. That wasn't even me. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm the buzz man. Chris is getting in on it. If he does it again, I'm going to tell you it's him, not me. Right. <laughs> right, so he goes to the log cabin in a rush, knocks on the door, gets to the door, knocks on it, knocks on it a couple of times, and then no answer, so he just walks in. Yeah. Starts, oh no, at the door, he's also shouting, Papa, Papa. Clue, okay, big clue. He is clearly foreign to England. <laughs> yeah, okay, so he's a foreign kid in the 1900s ish. That's what we know. Circa 1900. Yeah. Knocks on the door, come in, and um, it's some sort of. We we later understand it's like a postal output outpost. Is it postal outpost? Isn't it a customs? Official? Yeah, that's what it meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Um, and there is a man who's half asleep on the bed on the on not on the bed on the table with his head down. Yeah. And a man. At the, with a big old moustache. Yeah. Um, bzzz, no, look, know, he's doing it again. Ignore yeah, it. Right, no. okay. <laughs> <laughs> with, um, and he is clearly drunk. He's clearly drunk. The 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 fellow who's uh, got his head down. It was. Ju- it just look. He weren't drunk. He was just looking like he was getting some kits. Yeah, because it's the middle of the night. Middle of the night. Yeah. And when he does get his head up, we notice he's got a tash as well. Bzzz. <sighs> no. <sighs> I'm going to take it away now. No, okay. okay. That your buzz has gone. Well, any, I won't do any more buzzings. Well, you won't because I'm taking it away. <laughs> but leave it next to me. All right. Okay. okay. And what I was going to say is, he looks like somebody off Sergeant Pepper. Yes, uh, that kind of George Harrison yeah, style. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't decide Macca, George Harrison. Yeah, I was between those two. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't John no. or Ringers. No. Um, well, the, well, now we're going to find out why the boy has been in such a rush. Okay, Papa, Papa. But before he can get it out, Dad's having a go Ooh. at him for not for not, not knocking, knocking, even though we definitely did. We saw it. Yeah. And he says, you need to come. The doctor's sent me. You need to come home right now. We don't know why at the moment. Yeah. Now, he, then for, he starts going on about duty. Uh, about the fact that no, 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 I can't leave here. What, are you, what the hell are you talking about? Also, why are you talking to me without taking your cap off? So he's not really nice, man. He's a is bastard. He? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so he goes on about the fact that he's, he's not going to leave his duty. Although, although he will be on duty, but he'll be pissed. That's that's what I know. I, because what he says is, a man's duty comes before his family, I'll come at dawn. And I wrote, his duty doesn't extend to not getting pissed whilst yeah. he's working. Yeah, he's, well, the junior work guy... Sergeant Pepper. Yeah, Sergeant Pepper, seems to empathise with the kid. Yeah. And... It's probably because his tash is smaller. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what the kids? Or... Well, the kids, the kids would be very small. Yeah. Sergeant Pepper's smaller than Dad. Yeah. Whose name we don't know yet. We don't know the names. Yeah. We don't know any of the names. Uh, so, yeah, he does. He, he does empathise with him a bit, and he sort of says to him, look, you go home, and I'll do my best to send, uh, yeah. to send the boss back. Now, um, when... Because uh, the, the, now the kid's gone, and the two get, t- start talking a little bit. Um, first of all, I'll wait there. Hang on. Before he sends the kid home, he asks... 
the kid, when did she start? Yeah. Who start what? We don't know. And then the kid responds with about half an hour ago. And then he goes, oh, it's going to take hours. And what he does there, he reveals her name, I think. Clara? Okay, so... You could could have have had that one. Oh, right. No, well, I was looking for other clues. Right. So, um, yeah, so there we go. Now, whether you know this... If you're a good guesser, you might have worked out that that's probably a clue for being in labour. Yeah? Not Clara. What? Clara. I mean... What's a clue for not being in labour? The the fact that when did she start? Half an hour ago. Oh, it'll take hours. Oh right. Yeah. yeah so that's yeah, that's yeah. somebody being in labour. Yeah. Now, Sergeant Pepper then says he's a good little boy, and then after a little bit of the dad getting a bit more kind of like moody, arsehole, Yeah. Uh, he says, "I just don't want any more <laughs> dead babies." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because there's a clue that is clearly a German accent yes and on the dead babies yes right so (laughs) I would have to say that is not clearly a German accent (laughs) it was it was a baby it was the dead South African yeah okay I suppose yeah Um, now on accents in movies, if you do an accent in a movie, you never definitely know whether they're doing their English but just have an accent, or whether they're in that accent and we're and they're being like you know, because we're we're saying in English, but we would be normally saying this in our in our. What I'm thinking of is the policeman in the lower low. Yes. The policeman in the lower low. Everybody in the lower low, by the way, was supposed to be speaking uh, German. Uh, or French, French, French yeah. and German. Yes, okay. yeah, yeah. Now, when the, the policeman comes into it, he gets some of the words wrong, yeah. which lets you know that he hasn't got quite a good grasp of French, yeah. right? And that's the joke. He's, he's, he's stumbling around pretending that he's a French policeman, yeah. but he isn't. So he'll say, he'll say pissing when he meant passing. That was I was pissing, pissing by, by the, the door. door. Laughter. Right? But it doesn't actually work, does no, it? No, it wouldn't work because changing one letter in another language won't make it another word that's, that's similar in another language. It'll change the whole thing. What I'm thinking of is poison and poisson <laughs> because they're, they're very similar. Yeah. They're virtually the same word, but they mean very different things. Yeah. But the spelling is not the same. It's... No, which is it? <laughs> well, he wouldn't say poison because that's English, so he wouldn't say an English word. He wouldn't he'd, say an English word. He'd say another, another French word. He'd say the French word. Changing one letter would not make it. Yeah. And it's too much of a coincidence that that new word becomes a, a comedy word. Yeah. I've always known it didn't work, but I've never really been able to explain no, that. No, it's, it's more of a feeling than, a, than verbal. I mean, the other thing that they used to do is when the French Resistance used to talk to the airmen, she used to talk in a... Uh, uh, chaps. Yeah, it was... To uh, show she was talking she, That was definitely English. Yeah. And then go back into French later on. Yeah, which was just her talking normal. Normal, but with an accent. That's what's happening here. They are definitely German because they are saying Vs instead of Ws and uh, Zs instead of Ths. Yeah, I mean, and that is something... Oh, and Ss in, instead of... Um, THs as well, so third. That's so, something that on the third. <laughs> <laughs> on the third of 
whatever month this was. Uh, And that's something that gets worse once once they get to the house. Also, inconsistencies. Because sometimes they say the Vs, sometimes they don't say the Vs. Let's get to it then. So it now cuts to the woman in bed who is revealed as being Clara, the pregnant mum. Which I've already buzzed for. Yeah, okay. She is being, uh, she is giving birth. And she's, she's, but she's not in, she's having contractions probably, but she's not actually, the, yeah. the, the, there's no dilation at no, way there. The, her legs aren't open yet, are they? They're not even out of the bed in, are they? Well, this was a more primitive time, of course, so there was no gas and air. Yeah. Or most anything really it was just more a, a doctor and a, and the, the patient. I did notice they had quite a lot of bowls. What are the bowls for? They'd be for the hot water, wouldn't they? What, what what's the hot water for? Right. But I do know from watching those programs that you have to get hot water and towels in a bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, the little boy comes back and he's greeted by the kind of some sort of busybody maid type. Yeah, because. Although the little boy comes back, when we hear the knock at the door, the doctor, who's trying out his German accent, says, (laughs) that will be... In fact, it's more, as you say, it's more, that will be the husband. He's got got a less racist version of the... Of the German accent, hasn't he? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's not. It's it's not. It's the kid. It's the little kid. um, And she says, Alois... And that is the little boy's name. Uh, oh, and I'm indicating now. Oh, I can buzz. get my buzzer. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay, and she says, where's your dad? He goes, he'll be back at dawn. She goes, oh, fuck off up the stairs and get to sleep. Uh, she goes, he goes, how's my mum? Or step-mum. Yeah. Step-auntie. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Okay, I can't mean, enough that one. It's a quiet one, because yeah. I'm, not, I'm not 100%. <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah, so we so he says uh, she's a fine. You go off to bed now. Then comes back into the room, and Clara doesn't seem to recognise who this this man is that's treating her. He goes, and "I'm I'm the doctor," <laughs> and I think that's so. There can be some exposition then. So it then, looks like it, yeah, because she can start explaining everything. Yeah, yeah. because then between her and uh, the doctor, we discover. That she's lost three babies in in a time scale of eighteen months, which sounds quite weird, doesn't it? But it then turns out they're not really babies at all. They, they young, grew up young children. Yeah, uh, but she does emphasise that she has lost them not in one sort of catastrophic accident, but in fact, von by von. <laughs> Mum's accent is the most pronounced. Uh, yes, it's... Because well, yeah. she's in labour, I don't know. No, but yeah, it's, it gets more German as she goes along, <laughs> or, or less German. It's, it's shocking. Yeah, so, well, she's got a difficulty in understanding who this doctor is. He's a new doctor, and explains that the old doctor, now he's retired now, so then she goes into the stories about some of the old babies that... that, that this 18 months, three babies, she's been pregnant four times in four years. There's got to be a problem with, with giving birth. Yeah. Uh, now then, um, some sort of confusion as to whether this doctor is legitimate. And, and that's, oh. that is where I thought this story was going to go originally. Oh, that right. it was, that she didn't recognise the doctor. Yeah. And he was up to no good by the end of it. 
Ooh. Okay, now I'm going to just get that out of the way. That isn't where this goes, but there is a confusion. as to, uh, It's almost felt like it was not necessary. However, as we've been talking, I've realised that the inclusion of a new Doctor does mean that they get to tell the story a bit better. Yeah, yeah, well, that's... When I was go when I was watching it, I'm thinking, what's this? Yeah, what's this new so, doctor business? Yeah, so that got, got to be that has right? to be that. Yeah, because there's no other way that's going no. unless you are a Tales of the Unexpected Aficionado and red herring. It's a red herring that it's leading you up a, a, a garden path. So on, on a red herring front, we are in fact going to see Richard Herring soon. Aren't we, we we what next week? Couple of weeks away? Three weeks away? You uh, you a couple of couple of weeks away? Couple of weeks away, yeah. Um, so anyway, now it cuts to it back in same same room, yeah. okay. But the kind of the busybody maid type woman who I don't think is maid. I think she's more neighbour than maid. And the doctor are talking. Um, it was revealed in that conversation because she calls out often, uncle. I mean, just that wouldn't happen. You wouldn't shout out your uncle's name by uncle. You wouldn't say Uncle Alois. Especially if you were married to him. You would call him by his first name. Yeah. Anyway, there's a reason why, and they, they explain in this conversation, it's because he she, they, he is actually her uncle. He, he married his niece. Yeah, which is, which is a buzz point. Bzzz. I'm, I'm going back slightly to buzz, buzz, buzz here, that we've learned that the dead children were Gustav Otto and... Eda, you've done the buzzers. He's a scandalous man. He, the doctor has only heard bad things about him since he moved to the village. Um, and um, basically, the woman, the, the pregnant woman, Clara, keeps continuously saying she just doesn't want children. So the dad doesn't want any more dead babies. She doesn't want children. They're scarred by this. Well, it, it's not that she doesn't want them, is it? No. It's it, that she doesn't want them. Yeah, she... I mean, she... You know, she's calling him uncle. I mean, you don't think, you know, like, at, you know, inappropriate times, she says that to him. No. No? But, but, I mean, some people do, though, don't they? Not, I mean, you've seen the videos, don't you? That uh, we're, no. We're, no, you've seen <laughs> the videos where people say, you know, call me Joey and stuff like that. <laughs> it's like that, isn't it? It's that yeah, sort of thing. Just, because I'm thinking, like, here she is in, in, you know, a lot of pain and stuff. Perhaps a guard's going to be down. And she's she's saying uncle. Yeah, I? oh, yeah, so she's... So it's kind of like it's come out without her realising. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. That's, that's terrible. Well, now, she... Uh, what she wants to do here is... Uh, so what happens next is she t- then goes on a long story about, about the kids... Um, and that again, a bit more scene setting as to why we're in this predicament in the first place. And I want to bite your fingers. Do you remember that old uh, Dracula style board game? She doesn't say that, but it reminded me of that. I, I, um, I tell you what, I didn't have that. I had a haunted house. And with that one, the one thing that sticks in my, in my mind was. Uh, was it not- called Haunted House? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, right, okay. In fact, it's not sticking in my mind at all now. But you had like a whammy ball that you'd drop down the chimney. Be very careful. Oh, wait there, wait. It was, uh, was it 13 Dead End Drive? No. Oh, that, that similar sort of thing happened in there where you put something down a chimney and it span around. Right. 
and if you were in its way as your character piece then it would knock you over you'd, you'd have to go somewhere else I think I think that was I think it's different, different I left my copy my copy my board game of 13 Dead End Drive at an ex-girlfriend's house oh. Of course, that's the last thing you want to be... You just want out of the relationship, don't you? <laughs> She's still, probably still got it. But then I thought, oh, well, I'll replace that. It's like 50 quid because they don't make it anymore and it's a really bloody good game. So if anybody wants to buy that for me, um, as a result of uh, my plea, as you can see, it's... But there is a game. We're on, we're on eBay now and it only costs £1. Plus £4.80 package and post. Right, we're buying it. Okay, we'll buy it. <laughs> oh, it just says spare parts. That's uh, what, oh, so it's not all it's there. Not all there, right? Well, so anyway, well, anyway, there it is. And the thing that the sticks in my mind is: be very careful on the stair. The whammy ball may get you there. Well, uh, I mean that's certainly uh, a rule to apply in any situation, really, isn't it? <laughs> it is when there are massive ball bearings coming out and down chimney. Absolutely, yeah. I have that on the, the office every single day. <laughs> now then, back to the cabin. Hey, I just want to ask oh, you. Just go and ask, me. ask. Are we still able to work towards the uh, Playboy centerfold? Uh, yes. You, you, you. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that in a um, moment. All right, okay. Because I can't. All right. You can, can't. What do you mean you can, can't? I don't know how to get there from. You just type from the. <laughs> I can't remember the link. Oh right. Okay. Can you? What link? The link that brought us to have a... Who was the Playboy Bunny of the year or of the month that this episode was being broadcast? We were trying to bring some illumination to the show. That's right. Okay. That's before we decided to have it as a, as a murder mystery. Yes. Well, a mystery, wouldn't it? Yes, that's right, yeah. So, play... I've, I've got a horrible feeling, you know, that people might find this as a... Uh, that bit where it's not as exciting as you think it's going to be. <laughs> 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 What's that called? Uh, uh, yes. That, anyway. Anti-climax. Climax, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so so I'll, I'll carry on with this search. But what I will say is that we're back in the cabin now. We are, yeah. And the, Sergeant Pepper says, your wife needs you. And uh, old, uh, whatever the man's name is, he goes... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm being punished, he says. Uh, by God, he's blaming God for him being punished and he goes you know I'm not being too bad well so far all he's ever demonstrated is being an arsehole yeah. so I mean yeah. he, well he's got a, a bit of an argument on his hands already but he's he's telling his own stories now yeah which about again I guess scene setting from his point of view he's getting progressively drunker as this goes on and he's talking about he's, he's had I sort of got a, a bit mixed up with the fanning here to be honest he's um, been married, I think, but then he was involved with somebody called Fanny, to whom he had two children. That's right. She fell ill, and then niece Clara came to, came to help. That's that that that's how it that's how it went, isn't it? Um, yeah, she yeah he he had previous kids with the old one. Not Fanny. Not Fanny. And then Fanny fell ill. Clara came to help, and then Fanny went away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fanny went away. <laughs> Am I have to just edit this. 
<laughs> right. I did what I did before I finally came to town. <laughs> <laughs> he is now saying that he's getting ill because his his lungs are bad. And again, more god blaming. Um, and then, but he is persuaded. It's you know, it's only an hour before you have to knock off. Just go home now. Yeah. And as he's walking through the door with his coat and sword, and he just goes. I can't face another dead baby. <laughs> well, we cut back to the, the house now, where she's giving. She's in the middle of being birth, birth, birthinged. Yeah. And uh, the baby is born, and it's. Oh, I'm glad he didn't say dilation again. Oh no, I yeah. wouldn't have said that. No, she's she's being born. Oh, uh, no, he, no, no, sorry, the baby, the baby is, being, is born. being born. So, so now you see the legs are out of the bed. If you, if yes, you that's right. Yeah, so there's there nothing gratuitous about it. It's but there's just, just a close-up of the bottom part. So of we the know shins. Yeah, so we know that that's definite. Then. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely happening. And then um, the doctor says, uh, "You have a fine son." He doesn't seem to want to hand it over, though, does he? No, and she, she gets a bit tense about. Well, that. they're describing the baby to the mum. When you could show it to her, you could give it to her, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's not like a like a, a Darren Brown game, is it? You know. No, described it as... Um, it, look, it's got long fingers, it's little moustache. <laughs> <laughs> um, put, you know, like, arm aloft, pointing in the air. It's, um, no, she doesn't go into that much detail at this stage, funnily enough, but... But that's because what, what they're doing is giving it to Vosh. Um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, then, then uh, the the husband gets back. The uncle stroke dad gets back. Uncle stroke dad is a good. That'd be a good rap act, wouldn't it? <laughs> uncle stroke dad. Yeah, it'd be a really bad porn film. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, imagine that's all that happens in that film as well. <laughs> yeah, already I'm turned off. Um, so then, uh, when he comes into the room, because first of all, he's not allowed in mm, for some uh, reason. For some reason, he's meant to wait outside. Even but, though, even though everything's done, isn't it? It seems. Well, how do you the, mean everything's done? Well, they've the washed the baby. <laughs> yeah. She's presumably had time to put her legs back under the quilt. Uh, the only evidence, really, is the um, smear of blood on uh, the doctor's apron. Yes. In in the style yeah. of um, Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, but. For seemingly no reason that, that that blood was on there because yeah. it's nowhere else. No, it's not on the. It's not on the bed. It's not on her legs. It's not. It's not on his hands even. But it's no. on this apron, like a butcher's apron. Yeah, it does look a bit like that, doesn't it? Well, you know, you know when you, when you were a kid, you used to go to go to the butchers. Well, yeah, we had a butcher when I was a kid. Did you? I mean, it wasn't exclusively when I was a kid. Also, I don't. I don't think I've ever been to a butcher when I was a kid. Maybe, maybe like I knew where one was. Yeah. Well, because like now, I've gone to the butchers when I was a kid. Not, not like for a day out or anything, but when you're going to go shopping with your mum, sort of thing. Uh, well, it might have happened, yeah. But like now, you don't go to the butchers, do you? Supermarket, because exactly. the butchers are in the supermarket. Yeah. So, and they're behind the scenes, you don't see them now, do you? No, you get one guy who seems to know what he's doing, but I think that's more for show. Yeah, he's not butcher, is he? No. Anyway, they'd always be laid out and have the like theatrical butcher costume on. They would. And, yeah, and uh, that kind of blue striped apron. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on which, in, in I suppose in a very unhygienic way, they'd sort of they would wipe their hands like like that. I'm I'm doing it across my chest here. Um, after they handled your meat. Ah, 
Did they do that? I'm sure. Is that, do you think why so many people died in the 80s? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. probably. Well, anyway, talking about uh, people dying in the 80s, uh, this is 1980, 1880, and um, the baby isn't dying. No. Uh, it's, it's been described... I love my segues. It I'm was very quite good. good it was impressive. Um, the, 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 dad, the dad is having problems with the size of the child. And, you know, I'm, I'm buzzing here. Bzzz. Thank you. He's weak. He is weak. <laughs> and small. And small. And, um, well, it so takes I... a little bit of convincing that he's actually healthy. Don't worry about it. Babies are generally small. They're small people. They're, yeah, they have to be, don't they? They're the smallest of people. Well, after a while, he calms down a bit. He sovers up a little. Yeah, yeah. Well, Strokes well, I... her ankle. I, I tell you what, this, we've missed a bit that I missed the first time round here. When the doctor goes to the door to let Dad in, Dad breathes in his face. Yes. And Doctor does comedy. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Lots of liquor yeah. uh, face, didn't yeah. you? And I missed that the first yeah, time. Yeah, I didn't right? see that the first time around as well, but it was a comedy moment. There was another comedy moment when, when he's picking up his coat from the uh, the cabin out in the, the customs Office. outpost. Because yeah. he, he, he's drunk, he's like stumbling around a bit. The guy goes off to get his coat, but he moves before the guy's turned around to see where he's gone. <laughs> so he looks and he's not there. And he looks over his other shoulder, and he's there, and he's got his coat on. And it was like that kind of Marx Brothers style bit of slapstick, which is also used. And this is one you spotted in the forest when he's on his way home. He does a. He kind of like puts his hand vertically in front of his eyes and if, across his nose. If you've seen the Three Stooges, yes, you'll, you'll recognise the. the, the yeah. <laughs> you recognise the the way that he does that. Yeah. So, but that seems to be to straighten him up so he knows which way is straight. Yeah, which I think probably would work. It might work. I mean, it is a kind of like, yeah, if, yeah, I can see, I've separated my eyes. Is that, yeah. if, you had a, if you had a really big nose, would it? Would it would, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Can you see the end of it if you have a really big nose? Would it, like Barry Manning, I'm thinking it. You know, I don't it, think it works like that. No? No, I think your you eyes. Know, however yeah. big your nose is, it's in, it's in, in direct in, relation. to your eyes. Yeah. Well, maybe they're good. Maybe they just get good at getting home. Yeah, yeah. it could be, yeah. Um, we want to look into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, now the doctor says to him, right, he's all well, calm the shit down, cool your tits, we've got some paperwork to fill in, Yeah. come outside. That's what happens. They go outside and he says to the, the man... And after this, the clues come so thick and fast, I'm not buzzing. You're getting ready? Right. Are you what? getting ready with your buzzer? Should, should, uh, or I'll read it out and you buzz when you spot them. Go on Right, so, says, um, have you thought about a name for the baby? He says, well, I wanted to name him after myself, Eloise. He says, but I've already got another son called Eloise, so it'll have to be something different. And then uh, it cuts back to the woman again, and it comes back outside, and he he, he says, um, oh, I think I know some of your family, because they they spell their name differently, they spell it H-I, and he interrupts him. He says, no, 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 it's not them. We've changed our name. We spell our name H I T L E R. <laughs> so I might have buzzed across you there, but it's, they spell their name H I T L E R. And then he says, "So the baby's name is going to be." And after this, no, 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 no. This, 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 this one's righteous, right? 
Yeah, the baby's name is going to be Adolphus. So there you go. There's no, there's no more. There's no more clarification <laughs> required. You don't need any more. There's, yeah. there's your thing. Leave it on a high. Just yeah. Do do do. But no. Everybody could work it out. Yeah. But no. What we get is the date <laughs> and the closing line, which is I hope they don't call him Adolf. See, the problem is with not hoping that they call him Adolf. It's, it's giving him already like the first few letters that, that people are going to shorten it to Adolf if it's Adolphus. I knew a, I don't know this guy, this lad anymore. But when I was a kid, I knew a lad who was called Andrew. Hmm. We went out for like a day out, my mum and his mum, and us. I think the two kids, us two kids and their two kids, went out together. We went to like York Museum. I kept calling him, shouting after him, Andy, come over here. And the mum said to me, his mum said to me, his name's Andrew. Not Andy. Yeah. But like, kids shorten stuff because it's too many syllables. Yeah. Adolphus is just another syllable, which is, you'd knock it off. If, if you don't want your kid to, to be a, called Adolf, call it Steve. Adolphus is not the way forward. It's not, is it? Not in any circumstances. If you didn't want your son to be called Adolf, two, two, two tricks here. One, don't call it Adolf. Two, don't make it sound a bit like Adolf. Okay, that's two, two <laughs> basics. Right, okay. Anyway, that's what's... So, I, I, I've got a, a childhood story name story. See, I had a mate called um, Robert Harris. Now, that's an author's name. It is indeed. Yeah. I don't think it was him, though. Yeah. And uh, I used to call him Harry. Be- because you would. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's, that works. But if I ever said to his mum, is Harry here? Is Harry in? Yeah. She'd say, nobody called Harry lives here. But she knew what you meant. She did. Mm. That, it, would you describe that as being just um, f- facetious? A bit of condescending, isn't it? Yeah, well, it, it is, isn't it? But I mean, it's the same sort of thing as yeah. don't call him Andy, isn't it? Andy, but his name's Andrew. Of course, I'm going to call him Andy. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd start coming to terms with that. That's what I wanted to say to her. But when you're seven years old, what can you do? That wraps up that particular episode. Now, yeah. as we said, this isn't really a tale of the unexpected. One, it's it's a fact. Right, so yeah, well, that's right. It's it's a string of facts, which yeah. is which is why I brought my fact buzzer in. Yeah, here. the string of facts it slowly builds up to the the answer. So yeah. there's nothing unexpected. More about it's a it's a, a true story, and we're going to leave information out. That doesn't cut it for me. No, it's a, it's 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 too thin for an unexpected. It's it's a, it's tale. a tale, a biographical tale. It's an interesting... It's how somebody got into the world. Yeah. You'll know this person. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's it. What are you meant to think? Are you meant... It's just occurred to me. Are you meant to think, oh, I wish that was one of the babies that had died? That's what you're meant to think, are you? Ooh. Is that what you're meant to think? Oh, she's had all them babies that died, and this is the one we really wanted to have died. I suppose you've... Oh, God. Anyway, that's to leave that with you. There is... We can't close it down <coughs> yet. We, well, we can close the episode down. The Lady Dancers... Music comes up, we're left thinking, we've got to record this podcast again. I've, I keep looking up at the uh, yeah. sound bars to make sure it's actually happening. Well, okay. I, keep, I keep looking at the the uh, centrefold that we've still not mentioned, which is why I was thinking we can't close it yeah. down. Before we do that, this is probably going to end up being quite a long episode, and it's because we have a, a vast amount of content to, to, to have... Well, I think we, we mentioned this. 
we've watched this twice in in, in quick succession. Yeah. So our we've spoke about it. So we're trying to get all the stuff that we remembered saying in the first one, but also the new stuff that we've picked up. So it's naturally going to give us a bit more a bit more bite. This you'll notice from the timing. This is up there with the summer the summertime special, right? Okay. Which we're going to do another one, aren't we? Soon. Wait, it won't. Will have it be happened. next? It won't have happened yet. So okay. this is up there, and you'll. So, so you'll notice that this is a bigger episode in, in length. This is not a special. This just so happens to have been a lot to have spoken about because of what I've just said. And we did get a bit lost on the uh, genesis and catastrophe. I think that went on a bit. But uh, are we ready to wrap up, Rob? We aren't. We aren't. Because? We've got the celebrity... Uh, we aren't. We aren't. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the centrefold. We've got the centrefold that everybody's been waiting for. So, in the, uh, catastrophe and gen, gen uh, what is it? Genesis, Genesis and Genesis and catastrophe was broadcast on the seventeenth of May, nineteen eighty. The Playboy centrefold for that, well, Playboy of the month, I guess, is a lady called Martha Elizabeth Thompson. Now, it's actually different to the one that I remember we looked at the last time. Who was called Gretchen something or other. Well, whatever she was called, and the reason I've just realised is because I was looking, I think, from Playboy of the Year, whereas this is Playboy yeah, of the Month. you're right. So I've actually visited this the second time round. I've, I've done better research. Right, OK. So everyone's a winner. Well, they are, aren't they? OK, and i tell you what, I'll tell you who else is a winner. Martha Elizabeth Thompson. Because she didn't get a mention last time. No. So there you go, Mart, Marty, Martha. And, and let's, let, let's have a look. She doesn't look very German. She isn't German. No. She was from the University of Washington. Oh, right, right. And there we go. That is your tale of the unexpected. With, with a centrefold on top. With a centrefold on top. Okay, right, that clears everything up, I think you'll agree. Um, and we, we shall see you next time. <laughs> we shall see you next time. I think you're straight the... <laughs> into dangerous yeah. territory there. Yeah. Uh, which is the next one we're going to be doing? The next one that we're going to be doing is... Uh... Is something about Botty Ball. It's, ah, it's the return of Botty Ball. Which is called Botty Ball's First Love. That's right. And in this one, Botty Ball is either returned or it's a, it's a sort of pre-story to last time we saw him. A prequel or a sequel. Thank you. Yeah. That's a lot, a lot more neat way, a lot neater way to say it. Neaterist. Ne- neaterist. It's neatest. Neaterist. And uh, he's become obsessed with classical music and uh, builds a concert hall in his house and all sorts of things ensue as a result. Simply marvellous. Right, we're off. Uh, See you next time. See you then. Bye-bye. All right.